0: Grace to you and peace from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. With every milestone, there seems to be a shift. Every milestone in our own lives, milestones in the lives of others. I think we all too often see this most readily in children. Every milestone seems to mark... A shift of some kind. For many of us, the first real shift happens, well, when the child hits around the age of two. First, they don't even know what the word no means. Next, it seems it's the only word that they actually understand and know. Because they say it all too often. They say no. They develop their own individuality, their own personality. And all of a sudden you have a shift in dynamics, you see it again with gra- various graduations. With kindergarten graduation, it feels like your child goes from playing with dinosaurs, with the T. Rex, the pterodactyl, or or maybe it's the the dolls. And then all of a sudden, they're looking for a notebook and they have homework. It's a shift. It's an adjustment when they graduate eighth grade. When they when they finally venture from that from that K through eight, that elementary school and junior high into The big world of high school. And let's not forget when they graduate high school, when they venture off, when they go to trade school or they go to college or they just venture out on their own. All of a sudden, there's a shift in dynamics, there's a shift in how things are perceived and done. And for many parents, all of a sudden, there's that empty room and that constant reminder of that shift and that adjustment. Family can be redefined in a sense with these various milestones, with these various readjustments that we go through. Some of them filled with joy and some of them filled with sadness. But there's always that shift. There's always that adjustment. Throughout Advent, we did something a little unique this year. We we viewed the the birth of Christ. We, We celebrated Christmas, but we did it through the eyes of Mary. We took the various stories, the announcement of the birth. We took the stories of the travel of the birth itself, and we looked at it from Mary's perspective. It's what we did on our Wednesday nights. We viewed it through the eyes of Mary. And today, we're going to kind of continue on. I know it's not Advent anymore, but The reality is, is that we're still looking at various aspects of the very life of Christ through the eyes and through the very perspective of Mary. And today is no different than that. We again have a story that features Mary, that has Mary involved dealing with a shift of sorts. Now, that's not usually how we read this text. The wedding at Cana appears in the season of epiphany for a reason. Epiphany to make manifest, to reveal. And that is certainly what is happening here. Jesus, with his disciples, going to a wedding. Going to a marriage feast. The disciples, those that have pretty much dropped everything to follow Jesus, for he is the Christ. But you know they have to be wondering, at least a little bit, did I make a mistake Have I done the right thing? Is he really the Christ? Is he really the Messiah, the one we were waiting for? You know, in the back of of their minds, they had to have at least some of that. And so Christ here performs a miracle. John calls them signs, and I love that, because a a sign points to something else other than itself. A stop sign does not want you to focus on the stop sign. It wants you to stop. It focuses on something else. And so also with this. This miracle at the wedding of Cana is not about the miracle itself, but it is about what it reveals. And notice that even though it's a very public miracle, only a handful of people seem to know about it. The servants, of course, and the disciples. The disciples who were wondering, who were pondering. They get this miracle. The sign that points to Jesus as the Christ, as the true Messiah. But now flip it around and look at it a little bit from Mary's perspective. Mary. First thing you can do is tell exactly what kind of family Mary is invited to their wedding feast. You see, because much like today... In the ancient world, there were multiple classes of people, but you could probably break it down into the three, just like we can in today's world. And you can usually look at it from a standpoint of the wedding feast. How well were they able to prepare for the wedding feast? A family that was very poor would try to make sure that there was just enough wine, not a little bit extra, just exactly enough. Somebody who is more or less middle class would have had just enough, but then they would have added a little bit extra just in case they somehow miscalculated. And of course, the very, very wealthy would have just had all kinds of wine. So at the very least, we know that Mary is at a middle class home, but more than likely she is at the home of somebody who is very poor, who calculated it out, who thought they had enough, but then disaster struck. The kind of disaster that would shame your name in the community, in a small town community. I think some of us might understand what that looks like and what that means. They would have been ashamed. They would have been embarrassed. And so Mary goes to Jesus to solve the problem. Goes to Jesus with the problem at hand. They have run out of wine They've run out of wine. But notice how Jesus responds. It might not be quite what we expect. My hour has not yet come. My time has not yet come. Jesus looks ahead and points to an hour, a time. A time when he will go to Jerusalem, where he will suffer, he will die, he will rise again on the third day and ascend into heaven. That's his hour. That's his moment of glory. That's what he points to. He points to that. From Mary's perspective, a shift has occurred. Now, we don't know if it just occurred or, or if there's other examples. We're only given this story. There's some other stories in the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of, of Matthew that kind of show this shift as well. But at least here, at least right here, we can kind of see that shift taking place. The shift in family dynamics. A family redefined. Jesus' earthly ministry has begun. Jesus is heading to Jerusalem. He's going to go there doing His ministry all throughout the area, but He is ultimately heading to Jerusalem. He is heading to the cross He is heading to his death and his resurrection. That's where Jesus is going. And so there was a shift. A shift in family dynamics. We don't know what Mary felt. We don't know what she experienced. We don't know how she took all of this. We do know that she still told the servants to do whatever he says. But in some ways, understanding that perspective of where Mary's at actually gives to us comfort as well. It does. Because wherever you are in life, whatever shift you are going through right now, whether it's a huge shift or a minor shift, whether, whether things are going on in your life that are, are just completely upsetting the equilibrium, Jesus still went to Jerusalem whether you are experiencing good times or bad times, or whether you're really wealthy or really poor, Jesus still went to Jerusalem. Regardless of where we are at, with all of the things occurring in our world and in our life, Jesus still went to Jerusalem. Jesus went to Jerusalem to suffer and to die for you. Jesus went to Jerusalem to die upon the cross for your sake, for your sins. And so he did. So no matter what we are experiencing in the here and now, no matter what thing is happening in your life, whatever dynamic is changing, how your family is redefining, roles are being reassigned, or whether you're just having a bad day, Jesus went to Jerusalem. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus paid the price For your sake, that you would have eternal life with him. So, yes, this is good news, and this is great comfort for us here, for us now, as we hold on to and remember that Jesus went to Jerusalem. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, amen. At this time, please stand as we now confess our common faith in the words